Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Whenever I hear that line, I always think about the things that get in the way of God and having Him having pride of place within my heart. But this year, when I read it, I thought about flipping it. So not so much about us and our heart and our treasure, but God and His treasure. Wherever your heart is, there your treasure is. Where is the heart of God? It's on the cross. Pierced. Wide open for all to see. Jesus' offering of himself on the cross reveals to you and to me that God's treasure is us. Somehow, we are prized in all of creation more than anything else. We are God's treasure. Now, if this is true, it has profound ramifications for how we live our lives. If, if God prizes us so highly that he has poured out his blood for us, then that means that we are called to do the same for one another. He, this is not new in the gospel message, right? We hear this time and again, love one another as I have loved you. Love your neighbor as yourself. But I think today's gospel gives us just a little bit different way of looking at this whole understanding. Jesus says, if the servant, and that would be us, we're the servant in the parable, if the servant says to himself, my master is delayed in coming, and begins to beat the manservants and the maidservants and eat and drink and get drunk, then at an unknown day in an unexpected hour, his master will return and judge him severely and assign him a place with the unfaithful. What is he saying? I think Jesus is saying, if you exploit or abuse one of my treasure, you are in a very dangerous place. Even remember when he says, woe to the one that leads one of these little ones astray. It would be better that a millstone was tied around his neck and he was cast into the sea. Jesus takes his treasure very seriously. And he never wants his treasure exploited or abused. Now, I don't think that anybody in this church is physically abusing anybody else. If they are, stop. That's a bad thing. You shouldn't do that. But, but what about abusing people, not just physically, but in your thoughts, your imaginations, your desires? We are living in a time and a culture in which the exploitation and abuse of people, especially women, is at its all-time high. I don't know if you've noticed this, but it is like virtually impossible to turn on the TV, listen to the radio, drive down the street, check out at the grocery store, walk through the mall, without being bombarded with the exploitation and abuse of the human person. Simply through advertising. We have taken human beings and reduced them to a commodity. Something for our pleasure, for our enjoyment. And nowhere is this more true than on the internet. For all of the good of the internet, it is by far the leading contributor to the degradation and exploitation of God's treasure. The human person. And this is especially true about internet pornography. 
Rarely is this spoken about from the pulpit. Rarely is this preached on in churches. Rarely is this spoken about in the midst of families. And yet it is trumpeted in society. It's a great good. A great good. And I believe that it is actually at the root of our problems as a society. And nobody is talking about it. Pornography is an industry that makes more money in a year than every Major League Baseball team, every NBA basketball team, and every NFL football team combined. It makes more money than Google, Apple, and Microsoft combined. It has more visitors than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined. 30% of the entire internet industry is pornography. Stats from 2010, that's nine years ago, said that annually in America, the industry grossed over $15 billion in revenue. Globally, over $100 billion. One of the leading pornographic websites in America boasted this year that daily, daily visits exceeded 100 million. Every minute, this website received 63,992 new visitors. And in 2018, this website totaled 33.5 billion visits. And it gets worse. In 2010, in the journal Violence Against Women, it was reported that physical aggression is in 88% of all pornographic videos. And we wonder why we have the Me Too movement. We wonder, we sit back and wonder why promiscuity is rampant amongst college, on college campuses. We're watching this stuff all the time. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out why the feminist movement who champions women's rights and women's dignity, has done nothing about this. Nothing. As it ravages the feminine. A recent poll has 87% of college-aged men and 30% of college-aged women looking at it weekly or daily. 87%. I don't know if you know what the Sikh conference is at Focus, which is a, a missionary group that works on college campuses. Once every other year, they have this thing called the Sikh conference, and it pulls in like 15,000, 20,000 college kids. I was there a couple years ago, and Matt Frad, who's a friend of mine and a good speaker, he's anti-pornography speaker, he had 7,000 young college-age men in an auditorium. And he got up to speak, and he said, gentlemen... Raise your hands if you've seen pornography. Every single hand went up. Everyone. And these are the good guys. These are the guys that are trying. They're at a Catholic conference. We wonder why marriage is crumbling as an institution. We wonder why 
young women have problems with body issues, why they're coerced to send pictures of themselves to their boyfriends. It's because this stuff is rampant in our culture. It's everywhere. And it's anonymous. Nobody knows you're doing it. You used to have to go to a store and actually buy something, be humiliated. Not anymore. Not anymore. Now you can hide it. It is the most dangerous drug in America, and it is legal and promoted. It's killing us. Not to mention the sex trafficking, the abuse of women and children, and the fact that this is not just a man's problem, as it used to be thought of. It's a woman's problem now, too. It's killing masculinity, it's killing femininity, it's killing marriage, it's killing the family, it's destroying the church. And what are we doing to stop it? There's a secular group called Fight the New Drug. They're about half a million strong. They're trying to do something. They see the dangers of it. What are we doing to protect our families? What are we doing to to protect our grandchildren, our children? What are we doing to protect our spouses? Are we talking about it? Are we accountable to one another for it? I'm telling you, parents, if your child has a smartphone with unrestricted access, I guarantee that they have either seen it or will see it or watch it very regularly. I can guarantee it. I think it was C.S. Lewis said, The naked feminine body is a piece of heaven too great for man's eyes outside of marriage. Another man said, this is like injecting heroin into your eyeballs. Do you watch over your children? What they watch on on their phones, on the tablet, on computer. Do you check their Instagrams, their Snapchats? Do you follow their Twitters, their Facebooks? We have got to do something to protect the little ones. It is no secret that this was made by men and for men. For the exploitation of women. That's just what it is. And we need to do something to fight back against it. And what's crazy is there are people that defend this industry. Saying it's good for humanity. It's good for the free market and the economy. And the the one line that drives me nuts is they say, hey, no one's getting hurt. Everyone gets hurt. The person watching, the actors, the actresses, the producers, everything. There was one actor that got out of the industry and his line was, The porn world is the playpen of the devil. Everyone gets hurt. The only proper response to another person is love. I love in the first reading, it says this line, For in secret, the holy children of the good were offering sacrifices and putting into effect with one accord the divine institutions. That's us. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So what are you doing to help? I want to give you a few examples. You can put covenant eyes on your computers at home. It's a great filter. 
You can oversee everything that your children are watching. You can restrict iPhones. <clears throat> they have a great little thing in under the settings. You can put parental controls on your TV. You can talk about it. Be open about it. If somebody's addicted to it, there's a, a program called Reclaim. It's an internet-based thing. It will help people to regain their sexual integrity. There's all types of stuff. Be honest if you're struggling. Be honest. That's the only way we, we, we conquer this is by getting it into the light. The reason it's so powerful is it's in the dark. That's where the devil lives, is in the dark. We need to bring it into the light and you need to be patient with yourself. It takes time to get into this. It takes time to get out of it. But we got to start fighting. Jesus says that he is coming at an unknown time and an unknown hour. When he comes, may he find us fighting for truth and beauty of what the human person really is. Fighting for the glory of what true femininity is. And may he find us as men and women of love, serving one another and protecting his greatest treasure, the human person.